Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. Praises be to our loving Yahuwah that we are assembled together as we continue to observe the face of Yahuwah that he has given to his people. We know that the purpose of Yahuwah's face is to point forward uh, to our loving King and Mashiach Yahushua. And so he will be the one to fulfill completely the deep purposes of these festivals. However, we've also learned that the, fur- the purposes of the festivals that Yahuwah God has given to his nation or his people is to serve as a memorial by which we remember the mighty deeds or acts of Yahuwah Elohim for the sake of his chosen ones. For example, we began our feasts, celebrations during the autumn season with the day of trumpets. We remember on the day of trumpets, Yahuwah Elohim gave his 10 commandments as part of the covenant he made with his first people, the people of Israel. We also know that our King Yahushua reestablished this Ten Commandments in our hearts and minds by giving us the new covenant, which was from his work of shedding his blood on the cross. And so we made a pledge to loving Yahuwah Abba through Yahushua HaMashiach that we would make the laws of Yahuwah Abba, the Ten Commandments, great and glorious by obeying them to the best of our ability as empowered by the Spirit of Abba. And so this led us to repentance in which we became sad and broke our hearts because we know we have failed to comply with the teachings of Yahuwah Abba, which led to the day of atonement, a day of repentance, but also an opportunity to fellowship with Yahuwah Elohim. Because on the day of atonement, we know that Yahuwah uh, gave up his son for a specific purpose, that he would become our high priest, But Yahushua, our high priest, instead of offering the blood of a goat or a bull, he would offer his own blood for the eternal redemption of our sins so that we can have fellowship with Abba through him. This is why on the death of Yahushua, what happened to the curtain that separates the holy place from the most holy place, it was torn in two by Yahuwah Abba. And so this points to Yahuwah's desire to fellowship with each and every one of us. So it flows nicely from one feast to the other. The feast of trumpets points to the day of atonement and it leads to the third and final feast of Yahuwah. What is that? What is celebrated after the day of atonement? Let's begin our studies here in the book of Leviticus 23, 33 to 36. Yahuwah said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the 15th day of the seventh month, Yahuwah's feast of tabernacles begins, and it lasts for seven days. The first day is a sacred assembly. Do no regular work. For seven days, present offerings made to Yahuwah by fire, and on the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and present an offering made to Yahuwah by fire. It is the closing assembly. Do no regular work. What is celebrated after the Day of Atonement? It is the festival or feast of tabernacles. When does it begin? On the 15th day of the seventh month. And what does it consist of? It consists of giving different offerings to Yahuwah Abba for seven days and is is concluded by an eighth day of holy 
convocation. And so we hold a sacred assembly to commemorate this festival of Yahuwah, the festival of trumpets. And on the festival of trumpets, because it's a special day to Yahuwah, what kind of day must it be? A holy day in which no work is done. So it becomes a Sabbath, what is called a high Sabbath of the people of God. Besides celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles on a Sabbath, what also was instructed by Yahuwah Abba that we must do or what was also done by the people of Israel. Let's read now Leviticus 23, 42 to 43. During those seven days, all of you who are native Israelites are to live in these shelters. The purpose of this is to remind the people of Israel, generation after generation, that I rescued you from Egypt and caused you to live in shelters. I am Yahuwah, your God. What also was instructed by Yahuwah Abba to the people of Israel as they observed the festival of trumpets. He said during those days, during the entire span of the festival of tabernacles, they are to live in shelters. What are shelters referred to here? They're like tents or booths. Yahuwah Abba gave this specific, instruct, specific instruction to his people. And so throughout the festival, they were to live in booths, even if they had homes. Even after they live in the promised land, they have their own homes. When this festival was ongoing, they had to go to the booths, the tents, and live in there for several days. What is the purpose of Yahuwah in giving this specific instruction to live in booths? The Bible says, so that this will remind the people of Israel, generation after generation, that it was Yahuwah who rescued them from Egypt to become a nation or a people of God. So that's Yahuwah's purpose. Remember, everything that Yahuwah does, it serves a purpose. One of the mighty purposes of Yahuwah in establishing the festivals in the first place is to remind us of what he has done for his people. This is why it's also called a memorial. It's a memorial by which we remember the mighty deeds of Yahuwah Allahim. Now, why is it important for us to remind our children and also the future generation to remind ourselves as well about the works of Yahuwah Abba that he did for his people in the past? Let's read the book of Psalms 78, 5 down to 7. He gave laws to the people of Israel and commandments to the descendants of Jacob. He instructed our ancestors to teach his laws to their children so that the next generation might learn them and in turn should tell their children. In this way, they will also put their trust in God and not forget what he has done, but always obey his commandments. Why is it essential, critical? that we will take the time, the opportunity to remind ourselves, to remind the people we love, our children and future generations about what Yahuwah God did for his people in the past so that we can learn to place our trust in who? Yahuwah Alahim. You know, developing a trust is not that simple. 
You do not sit in the classroom and receive instructions from Yahuwah and presto, you have trust in Yahuwah. No, to develop trust requires commitment. It's not something that can be easily developed. It has to be nurtured. How do we nurture trust? How can we build trust in Yahuwah? The key, according to the Holy Scriptures, is to remember what Yahuwah has done for his people in the past. You see, the more we remember what Yahuwah has done for his people in the past, the stronger our faith becomes and the more ready we are to nurture and develop that trust in Yahuwah. Do we need to develop trust in Yahuwah? What do you think? Why do you think no, we need to develop trust in Yahuwah Abba? Because whether we like it or not, in this life here on earth, we're going to go through difficult times. Do you believe that, brothers and sisters? I think all of us can believe and accept that. I mean, look at what, what's happening throughout the world today. We're being tested from different areas of our life, health, and even when it comes to where we live, there are natural disasters wherever we go. It doesn't matter what country you live in, right? You go to Italy, what do you find there? You got the volcano, right? You go to the Philippines, you got the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the hurricanes, the storms. You go to the United States and California, you have not only earthquakes, you have uh, the fires, the flooding in different places. And so wherever you go, there's calamity. And so what we need more than ever is to learn to trust Yahuwah Abba. Because if we don't trust Yahuwah Abba in times of calamity, we might forget him and we might fall astray and be separated from him. We don't want that. And so we need to nurture. We need to nurture our trust in Yahuwah so that we hold on to him. And obey his commands. And so we need to remind ourselves of the things he has done for his people in the past. So what were some of the things that Yahuwah Abba, what were the mighty works he did for his people that we must remember? Let's read Psalm 78, 12 down to 16. While their ancestors watched, God performed miracles in the plain of Zoan, the land of Egypt. He divided the sea and took them through it, he made the water stand like walls. By day, he led them with a cloud and all night long with the light of fire. He split the rocks open in the desert and gave them water from the depths. He caused a stream to come out of the rock and made water flow like a river. What did Yahuwah Abba do for his people, which we must remember so that we can develop a trust in our loving God. Bible says, let us remember the miracles that God performed for his people Israel. Now one might say, but we don't belong to Israel. Is that true? Are we Israelites, brothers and sisters? Yeah. You know, some of us are physically Israelites. But all of us are spiritual Israelites. And so we are the people of God in these last days. And so if Yahuwah provided and did mighty works for his people, Israel, during ancient times, don't you think he can also provide the same thing during our time today? See, this is why we need to learn. What did Yahuwah God do for his people? Let's show that he truly loves and cares for his people back then. Because if we know that, then we can trust him today. 
that he will do these mighty acts for our sake, even and especially during these end times. What did Yahuwah God do during the days of ancient Israel? Bible says he split the Red Sea. Do you remember watching the movies, right? The cinematic effect. Brothers and sisters, that was nothing compared to the real thing. Can you imagine the people of Israel walking through the Red Sea and looking to the right and to their left and they see walls of water that should probably be etched in their minds and their hearts forever, right? Guided by a pillar of light and a cloud during the day. The rock splitting open, giving them water. Can you imagine a rock giving water? So these are not ordinary events. These are miracles. Do you know why Yahuwah Abba decided to show mighty works and miracles for his people Israel? So that his people would remember him. You would think that if you were a personal witness to the miracles of Yahuwah Abba, you would never, ever forget Yahuwah Abba ever again, right? But that's not what happened. <laughs> because of the stubbornness of the people of Israel. Do you know what happened to the people of Israel? I mean, shortly after they did that, you know what they did? They complained. They complained to Yahuwah Abba. They forgot all about his power. They complained. They had nothing to eat. They had nothing to drink. And so what did Yahuwah Abba do? In his kindness and mercy and compassion and love. Let's keep reading 23 down to 29. But he spoke to the sky above and commanded its doors to open. He gave them grain from heaven by sending down manna for them to eat. So they ate the food of angels and God gave them all they wanted. He also caused the east wind to blow and by his power, he stirred up the south wind. And to his people, he sent down birds, as many as the grains of sand on the shore. They fell in the middle of the camp, all around the tents. So the people ate and were satisfied. God gave them what they wanted. Imagine that. Even though they complained against Yahuwah, but God forgave them. He had mercy on them. What did he do to show his love and care for his people? The Bible says he commanded the sky to open. And it rained from heaven what is called manna. Well, how is manna described? Bible says like the food of angels. I wonder how that tastes like. Because we know when Yahuwah Abba gave them manna to eat, the Bible says God gave them all that they wanted. Not only were they given the manna, birds were practically hand-delivered to them. Bird as numerous as the grains of sand on the shore. And so they were fully satisfied, not just with bread, but also with meat. And so Yahuwah took care of them. Not only did he show his great power in performing miracles, in setting them free from the people, people of Egypt, God also provided for them throughout their journey in the wilderness. You would think they would remember Yahuwah Abba, right? What happened to the people of Israel? They kept forgetting all about Yahuwah. You know why? That's because they took for granted the kindness, the blessings that he gave his people. We will not make that same mistake. This is why we will honor the deeper purposes of these festivals. We will remember. We will never forget what Yahuwah Abba did for his people. However, one might say, but we are not we don't belong to Israel. 
We never experienced slavery in Egypt. This does not apply to us. Brethren, it applies also to us. But what else must we consider concerning our life today? In many ways, our journey today in this life here on earth is like the journey of Israel across the desert or across the wilderness. Today, we go through many dangers in life. All of us, brothers and sisters, especially the elderly brethren who are with us today, you have your own personal experiences with Yahuwah Abba. This is an opportunity. The days of these festivals are opportunities for us to share with our sons and daughters, to share with our relatives about what Yahuwah God personally did with us, to us, how he saved us miraculously. Maybe it was a sickness, or maybe it was a time of hardship when we were desperate, yet we prayed to Yahuwah Abba, and he delivered us every single time. This is an opportunity, brethren, to pass along that trust to our future generation, specifically our children. Because the more we understand what Yahuwah Abba has done for us in the past, the more we will develop a trust for Yahuwah Alahim. And so let us remember the mighty works of Abba for each and every one of us. And so as we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, what should reign in our hearts? Let's read the book of Deuteronomy 16, 13, and 15. Celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and your wine press. Be joyful. Be joyful at your feast. You, your sons and daughters, your men servants and maid servants, and the Levites, the aliens, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your towns. For seven days, celebrate the feast of Yahuwah your God at the place Yahuwah will choose. For Yahuwah your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands and your joy will be complete. What is one of the characteristics of the festival of tabernacles? In fact, what is the command of Yahuwah when we celebrate the festivals of tabernacle? Bible says, be joyful. At your feast. Did you, get, did you see that? Be joyful. Remember, in the Day of Atonement, the Bible says that we need to afflict our souls, right? And so, Day of Trumpets, preparation, repentance, afflict our soul. Once we come out, after the Day of Trumpets, the Feast of Tabernacles, it's a day, actually, days of joy. It's a command. The Bible says, celebrate this feast with joy. And who must be included in this joyful experience as we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles? All the people of Israel, even those who are foreigners who were among them, the men servants, the maid servants, the Levites, the fatherless and the widow. No one is to be exempted. No one is to be left out. Everyone must be included in this celebration of joy. What kind of joy? Joy that will be you see, that's the heart of Yahuwah Abba. He wants his people to be filled with joy. He wants us to be happy even in our journey here on earth. Do you know why? There's every reason for the people of Yahuwah Abba to be filled with joy. Because when you look at this celebration, 
celebration of tabernacles. Do you know what the most important tabernacle of all is? When they were in the wilderness, brethren, what was the most important tabernacle? It was the tabernacle of who? Yahuwah, the one that consisted of the holy place and the most holy place, right? It was in their midst. When they were going through the wilderness, they were there with Yahuwah in his tabernacle. Yahuwah, through the tabernacle, manifested his presence and fellowship with the people of Israel. This is why even if they had to go through a wilderness, they had every reason to be filled with joy. Why? Because even if you're in a wilderness, if Yahuwah is in fellowship with us, that's every reason for us to be filled with joy. And that's what Yahuwah wants to point us to. Brothers and sisters, Yahuwah is with us, especially today. Because if during the days of ancient Israel, they celebrated with joy during the festivals of tabernacle, how much more during our time when Yahuwah Abba gave us his greatest gift? Who is that? Gift of Yahusha. To Yahusha, Apostle Paul says, rejoice always. As a matter of fact, do you know what our King Yahusha did? On the day of tabernacles, on the during the festival of tabernacles. Let's go ahead and read the book of Job 7, 1, 2, 3, 14, and 15. After this, Yahusha went around in Galilee, purposely staying away from Judea because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. But when the Jewish feast of tabernacles was near, Yahusha's brother said to him, You ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. Not until halfway through the feast did Yahusha go up to the temple courts and begin to preach. The Jews were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learning without having studied? So what did our King Yahusha do during the festival of tabernacles? Bible says about halfway, Remember, the Feast of Tabernacles consisted of seven days and one concluding last day, right? So a total of eight days. And so right in the middle, what did our King Yahushua do? Bible says he went to the temple courts and he preached, he taught the word of Yahuwah Allahim. This is why when we celebrate and commemorate or observe the Feast of Tabernacles, we do so by studying the words of Abba. Yahushua preached the words of Abba. He wanted to bring people close to Allahim. And so on the day of tabernacles, he preached the word of God. And so we do the same thing today. However, at the last day of the festival, the last and greatest day of the feast, what did our King Yahusha do? Let's read John 7, 37 to 39. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Yahusha stood and said in a loud voice, anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink whoever believes in me as the scripture has said streams of living water will flow from within him by this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive up to that time the spirit had not been given since yahusha had not yet been glorified what did our king yahusha do on the last and greatest day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Bible says Yahusha stood. And then he said with a loud voice. 
to make sure everyone in the vicinity will be able to hear what he has to offer. Why? Because what he has to offer is an opportunity, a great opportunity to receive such a great blessing from Yahuwah to Yahusha. What is that? What was offered by Yahusha on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles? Yahusha said, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. But there's something special about this drink. This was not ordinary, ordinary water. Do you know what, in fact, Yahusha was offering to the people? That he emphasized by speaking with a loud voice, what was that special drink? It was not regular drink, brethren. What was it? It is the spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. He offered it. He said, anyone who's thirsty, come to me, and I will give you this drink, the spirit that will come from above. Of course, it was not yet given at that time because the spirit will be given later on after Yahushua dies and ascends to heaven and is glorified. And so Yahushua offered the spirit on the day of tabernacles. Why? What does the spirit being offered on the day of tabernacles have to do with the festival itself? Let's read the book of Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. What is the significance of receiving the spirit? I'm asking God to give you a gift from the wealth of his glory. I pray that he would give you inner strength and power through his spirit. And Christ will live in you through faith. I also pray that love may be the ground into which you sink your roots and on which you have your foundation. What is the significance of receiving the spirit that was promised by Yahushua? The Bible says through the spirit, Christ will live in you through faith. Isn't that amazing? Yahushua has promised the spirit so that even though he is in heaven and we are here on earth, what will he be able to do? He can be in our life. In other words, he can be in our heart through his spirit. Do you know what the equivalent of that is? Yahushua HaMashiach will tabernacle with us through his spirit so that we can be in his presence spiritually by faith so that we can enjoy fellowship with him even though he is in heaven and this is why we are so thankful to Yahuwah Abba for giving not only his son Yahusha but also the gift of the Holy Spirit when we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit it's like Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha Hamashiach tabernacling in our hearts. And what is the good result? Bible says we will have inner strength and power. You see, this is how we go spiritually. This is what Yahuwah Abba wants us to do. Now that he has given us the spirit, let us receive it in full. Not just on this occasion, but every day in our life. Because every day in our life, we need to grow spiritually. We need to be close to Yahuwah Abba in deep fellowship with him. Why? What shall we experience when we receive the spirit? The early followers of Yahusha, what did they feel? What was their experience? Because they had the spirit inside of them. Let's read the book of Hebrews 10, 32 to 34. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful 
even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. Sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. What was the experience of the true followers of Mashiach during the first century? The Bible says they experienced terrible suffering, public ridicule. Some were even beaten and put to death. As a matter of fact, many were put to death simply because they bear the name of Yahushua. You see, back then, if you had the name of Yahushua, you were a target. Who targeted you? Not just the Jews, including the Romans. The people targeted those who followed Yahushua. And so they were persecuted. They experienced terrible suffering. They lost their property. Many were thrown into jail. But despite all of that, what were they able to do? The Bible says they remained faithful. But not only did they remain faithful. The Bible says they remained faithful. And they accepted everything with joy. Tell me, brethren, is that possible? Is it possible? For a human being, according to his human nature, to be filled with joy when everything is taken away from, from him. To be filled with joy when he is being humiliated, persecuted, and taken through terrible suffering. Is it possible to remain in joy as a human being? It's not possible. It's only possible by the spirit of Yahusha. When Yahusha lives in us, it doesn't matter what happens around us. If we go through this life filled with sorrow and pain, what matters is if Yahushua is with us. Because if Yahushua is with us, even if we are exposed to suffering, we will accept it all with deep joy in our heart. That's the message of tabernacles. The message of tabernacles is if Yahuwah tabernacles with us, if Yahushua tabernacles with us, even if we're surrounded by wilderness, the command is celebrate with joy. Can you do that? We can do that if we have the Spirit. What kind of joy shall we have if we have the Spirit? Let's read the book of John 15, 4, 9 to 11. The one speaking here is Yahushua HaMashiach. He says to us, live in me and I will live in you. A branch cannot produce any fruit by itself has to stay attached to the vine the same way you cannot produce fruit unless you live in me. I have loved you the same way the Father has loved me. So live in my love. If you obey my commandments, you will live in my love. I have obeyed my Father's commandments, and in that way, I live in his love. I have told you this so that you will be as joyful as I am, and your joy will be complete. Brethren, what kind of joy can we experience even in this wilderness of a world we are in? The Bible says we can have complete joy. What is complete joy? It is the kind of joy Yahushua has. As a matter of fact, what did our King Yahushua say? He said that you will be 
as joyful as I am. That's the kind of joy that is not frail. That is a strong, robust, everlasting kind of joy that will withstand the test of time, test of suffering. That's the joy Yahusha has, and that's the joy Yahusha can give to each one of us. But how can we receive this joy that comes from our King Yahusha? Yahusha says, I told you this so that you can have that joy. In other words, the key for us to receive this joy is what Yahusha said. What was that? Yahusha said, live in me and I will live in you. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. What he wants from us is that we will stick close to him in the same way a branch is close to the vine in that it's connected. Yahusha wants us to remain connected to him. He doesn't want us to be separate from him. Why would we want to live separate from Yahusha? Let's live with Yahusha. How can we live with Yahusha? How can he be in us and we in him? Yahusha says, if you obey my commandments. This is why we began celebration of the feasts. By studying the commandments of Yahuwah. And making a pledge, a promise to Yahuwah Abba. That by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we will keep the commandments. And when we keep the commandments... The tabernacle promise will be fulfilled in us. Yahuwah and Yahusha will tabernacle in our hearts by faith, by means of the Spirit. But brethren, we all know that Yahuwah and Yahusha, they are not yet finished with their work. You see, right now, although we receive the Spirit in our hearts, there are still physical events happening in our body. Physical events happening throughout the world that do not bring joy, right? Because as human beings, physically, what happens to our flesh? It deteriorates. We get sick. We get old. Eventually, what happens to us? Eventually, we will die. Death brings sorrow. Death brings pain. Yahuwah knows that. Yahusha, our king, knows that. We know this world is filled with danger because they disregard righteousness, righteousness of loving Abba. But what is the promise of Yahuwah Abba through his son, Yahusha HaMashiach? Time will come and there will be new leadership in the world. Right now, who is the leader of the world? Who is it, brethren? Who is the leader of the world? Do not say Trump. Who is the leader of the world right now? Who is the leader? A spiritual entity by the name of Shatan, right? The devil. This is his playground. He's controlling the world. And soon he's going to have a puppet called the Antichrist. We're controlling the world in preparation, however, for us to overcome the world through our loving Mashiach. This is why the promise of Yahuwah Abba is spiritual restoration first, and then the physical will come, right? The kingdom begins in our heart spiritually, the assembly. However, there will also be a physical kingdom. When will this come to be? When Yahusha appears. When he appears, our bodies will be changed. And we will reign here on earth together with Mashiach for a thousand years. Wickedness will be trumped by the righteousness of Yahuwah. And we will live forever. However, 
that's not even the complete the completeness of Yahuwah's promise of tabernacles. What is the completeness of Yahuwah's promise of tabernacles, a permanent tabernacles? Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Revelation 21, 1 down to 4. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. When is the completion of the promise of tabernacles that Yahuwah made even way back, way back during the Garden of Eden? The Bible says when he will create the new heavens and the new earth. In the new heavens and the new earth, what shall we find there? The holy city, the new Jerusalem, our permanent and everlasting place of rest, what we call our true home. Right now, we are in the wilderness, but one day we will live in the holy city. How wonderful is the holy city? How wonderful is the new Jerusalem? The Bible says everything there is different. Our body, first of all, will be different, right? The city is going to be different. Our life is going to be filled with joy. No more sadness, no more death, no sorrow, no crying. As a matter of fact, the prophets and the apostles tell us what Yahuwah was preparing for us. Especially on that day. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever conceived. It's beyond our imagination. The beauty of heaven, the beauty of the holy, the holy city. The glory that we shall witness, it will be beyond our imagination. Yahuwah was preparing all of that for us. This is why there's no reason for us to be overtaken by sadness. No, joy, even now, joy must trump sadness because we look forward to that day when Yahuwah will take us into his heavenly kingdom. What is the best part about living in the holy city? Did you know this? What was said in a loud voice when Yahusha was here on earth on the days of tabernacle, Yahusha said, come to me, those of you who are thirsty, and, he will, and you will receive the spirit. That loud voice is heard again. This time, what does the loud voice say? And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle, the tabernacle of God is with men. What does that mean? God himself will fellowship with us, unhindered by any obstacle. He will be with us and we will see his glory. Not even that not even Moses was able to see. Because in that new body, we will be able to withstand the glory of Yahuwah Abba. We will behold him for who he is. We will be with him forevermore. And we will rejoice forevermore together with our Mashiach, our loving king. This is why, brethren, there's no reason for us to give up. All the more reason for us to press forward. This is what Yahuwah Abba wants us to do. Let us trust him 
that his promise is in fact will be fulfilled. And so the, there's no reason for us to ever lose our faith sometimes when we get older. And many of the people we love begin to pass away. We grow sick and old. Sometimes we are tempted to say to ourselves, the best days of my life are behind me. How I wish I had those days back. I remember those days when I was with my loved ones and we were so happy together. How I wish I can have those days again. And so we rely on photographs. We rely on videos. We try to relive the moment saying to ourselves, all of this is lost, brethren. The best days of our life are not behind us, no. The best days of our life, that's ahead of us. That is what Yahuwah has promised us because when we dwell with Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach in the holy city, those are the best days of our life and they are forevermore because on that day, Yahuwah Abba, Yahusha HaMashiach will tabernacle with us, not only spiritually, but even in living presence. Yahusha will tabernacle with us even physically in his physical abode, the kingdom of God. This is what we wait for. And this is what we are thankful for and what we shall offer a thanksgiving offering for and prayer for as we stand together. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray. Loving Abba, thank you so much for you are so good to your people. You often think of ways to instill in us complete trust in what you can do. You have given us many opportunities to learn what you have done for your people in the past. One by one, you delivered them from their infirmities, from their troubles. We know you will do likewise because we are your people in these last days. Thank you for making us your sons and daughters. We have our inheritance that we look forward to, not because of physical things, but because of the opportunity to behold your greatness, to receive you, to be with you forevermore. Nothing gives us more pleasure than that, to be in your presence always and forever. While we wait for that day when you will tabernacle with your people, Father, send your Holy Spirit that by faith you can tabernacle in our hearts. Loving Abba, give us enough of your power so that we can overcome this wilderness journey we are in. There's only so much we can endure. But Father, when you are with us, we can overcome all things. We call upon you now. Show mercy to your people. We will do our best. We will pray as hard as we can because we want to receive your fellowship. We don't ever want to be apart from you. If we are tempted by our flesh, if the devil steers up our thoughts to question you, if doubt sometimes linger in our hearts, Father loving Abba, send your Holy Spirit, erase them all, replace them with complete trust 
as we hold on to you and your promises in our journey, loving Abba. We know we will go through testing of faith. Some of us will experience illnesses. Some of us will suffer great loss. We will turn to you as we do now from heaven above. Please send us your strength. Send us your power. And because this is the day of tabernacles, may you give us complete joy. Father, heal us of our sicknesses. If it's sin that has brought upon plague, loving Abba, you are a God of compassion. When you see your people repent, when we turn back to you from heaven, respond by healing us one by one, restore us, not only physically, but especially spiritually. With us are our loved ones, our children. Remember them, loving Abba, when they get older, may they grow and become mature in faith. Teach them to hold on to you, to place their trust in you, because no one else in this life can love them and will love them more than you. You know what they experience in life. Sometimes they go through pain sufferings that we parents cannot really understand but you know who they are you know what they go through and so we ask you now loving Abba when they take the time to pray to you when they mention your name may you please help them that their hearts will open and in that brief moment your spirit may it descend upon them in that moment, may they feel your power. Let them feel your embrace. Because those are the seeds that will develop into complete trust. This is what we can give to them. The greatest gift we can give to them. To hold on to you. To trust you now and forever. Bless our loved ones. Keep us away from danger keep us away from harm especially as we prepare for our salvation our loving maziak yahushua our king we worship you thank you for your sacrifice we want to be with you we want to be connected with you you in us and us in you in your body May your love, your love, may it dwell in our hearts. We will do our best to obey the commandments of Abba. But as human beings, we are limited. May you send your spirit in our hearts as you tabernacle now in our hearts that soon when you appear again, you will be with us physically. Please be with us now and strengthen our faith that we may overcome this world. Father, may you bless your people throughout the world. Although many of us are going through difficult times, some of us in poverty, we know and we hold on to the promise. You will not allow your people to beg for bread. This is our experience. You are so good and kind. You provide for all of our needs. And so, Father, we ask you accept 
Accept, please, the offerings of your people. We give them to you, not to repay your kindness. No, we can never do that, loving Abba. It's just a token of our appreciation, our thankfulness, in obedience to your commands. Please accept them and bless us. Bless our livelihoods. Bless our homes. Surround us with your peace and protection always. Father, we believe that you have listened to our prayers that you will tabernacle with us always. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.